just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 73 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 4, episode 6, Where Did You Sleep Last Night? This is it. This is like the most anticipated episode, anticipated moment of all time, surely. Like, nothing has been more important than this in the world, ever. I like drugs more than I like pain. (laughs) (laughs) Because, well, Sophia's Bush has like a... Sophia's Bush (laughs) has a history there. That's exactly what you just said. Get that out on a fucking t-shirt. That wasn't <laughs> what I meant. I will write that one myself. So honey, put the pen down. I've got this. I reckon Mouse got a wang on him, hasn't he? He's got a massive <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah, because that's why Erica Marsh left him. Which one's which? Well, you're going to have to be Lucas because, you know, you're identical. And I'll be Haley because, you know, I'm talented. <laughs> I could be the mayor and you could be the cocaine I try and snort you or you be done I'll be Deb and I'll taser you (laughs) your face then (laughs) such disappointment why do I have to always be tased in the airport in the gate to go home (laughs) I looked across and his legs were slightly open and his balls were hanging out (laughs) in the airport (laughs) I see is that is that a pigeon? Is that a pigeon? Come here. Come here. Now say it with some bass in your voice. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. 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 You know, we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. O T H what? Sing away. O T H what? Ravens, <laughs> Ravens. Call me Colonel now, you little ungrateful bastard. <laughs> Call me it before I get your dad on the phone and we we'll have a thirty-minute conversation. <laughs> and only ten words have been exchanged. It will be about how ungrateful you are for the opportunity to be on this platform, which is the People's Podcast, which is O T H what? O T H Ravens. Appearances. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. That was really good. Talking to myself. <laughs> Nicky! Nicky! We don't have sex scenes like this in One Tree Hill. Like, this was, like, in terms of they were literally in bed, you know, humping. Um, <laughs> you know why, Simon? Why? Because fuck you, Dom. <laughs> <gasps> I 
I raise my hand and be like, um, Mr. Michael Murray, it's, I'm a long-time fan. Wonderful to be here. Season 3, episode 13, uh, you, uh, as Lucas, had to hump Brooke and kind of just did this weird friction like that. I made this noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's that's what you did. It was horrendous. Um, how did that feel, being a divorced couple, having to, to basically dry hump on another one set? Uh, can I check? Do you love dongs? <laughs> you must love dongs to be in this pit. No, but do heroin, drink a Diet Coke, and have a cigarette. That was my right. diet. Yeah. Pretty much, that's it. It wasn't a walk, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm glad I came on this walk with you." It wasn't a walk. It wasn't. It was barely even a stroll. He practically rolled out of fucking bed and ended up on a bench outside the fucking cabin or whatever it is. Oh my god, he actually has. Full flute. What we celebrate today? Oh fuck it, it's Wednesday. I'm gonna bang in some champagne. La de fucking da. <laughs> Tell you what, Keith does not manscape at all. He just naturally is just perfectly contoured down there. It just it falls into place. So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, because tonight's episode for debate is Season 4, Episode 6, where did you sleep last night? Dom, we are here. Where did you sleep last night? I slept here in my flat, but not very well. So I'd say I was mostly awake. But I, you know, it is what it is. It happens to me. It happens every now and then. And, and I'll, I'll go through this phase of not sleeping well at all for like a couple of weeks, a good few weeks two or three weeks of just shit sleep and then all of a sudden I have a day where I just can't wake up I just keep sleep I Mm -hmm. sleep 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 and then I really like try and force myself to have to force myself out of bed like it's just crazy it's just like yeah so I'm in I'm in like I must be mid-cycle of that I must yeah yeah that happens we go through these these cycles sometimes I've um yeah how are you how's things I've I have two conundrums at the moment. Ooh. First one one's teeth related, um and one's high one's high flyers, something's something's bothering me, so I'm gonna bring it to the to the chambers. <laughs> um what do you want first? Teeth. Okay. It seems, so, it seems, it seems odd, but I want teeth first. <laughs> fair. Well, I'm I feel I feel I've been rather fortunate in my life with having I I have quite straight teeth, you know, I have I'm fortunate to have some decent teeth. It's my my mum always I've never missed a dentist appointment, never missed a whatever. It was very important to my mum that I had like good teeth growing up and all the rest of it. And uh besides one time in primary school do you remember when chris green kicked me in the face by accident in football he like chipped one of my bottom teeth which is still actually there (laughs) and then he tried to put as like a bit of my tooth came out onto the floor he picked up a little pebble and tried to put that back in my mouth (laughs) a lunatic but but besides that my teeth have you know always maintained and been all right but as recently i've been feeling like my bottom teeth sort of like they're like too close together and like one of them started to like overlap and like I've got like one tooth that's sort of going a bit like crooked and going a bit like snaggle 
F calls it a snaggle tooth. It's sort of just doing its own thing. I was like, I can't be having that. Like, I I need to sort it out. So went to the dentist to see what the situation is. Mm-hmm. How do I, you know, my teeth at the bottom, are they getting a bit like, they're doing their own thing. How can I get these straightened or whatever? He's like, oh, yeah, it happens and blah, blah, blah. Apparently, it's something that happens to to, to a lot of adults in their, like, 30s because as we evolved from, like, cave people, our jaws became smaller because we're not eating, like, I don't know, raw meat and all the rest of it. And so sometimes your teeth, as you get older, can start going a little bit, like, crowded at the bottom and then whatever. Cool. Thanks for the history. Appreciate it, Mr. Dentist Man. What do we do? So you can do this thing called an Invisalign, which basically they're like just retainers you sleep in. And after six months, they've I guess they've kind of just forced your teeth to go straight, right? And then that's it. And then you, but then you wear them like and top them up, but you just wear them while you're asleep. They're just like a gum shield that's like perfectly crafted to your teeth to make them straight. Right. Great. Nothing fake there, no cosmetic anything. We're not putting any fake teeth in, we're just straightening my current teeth. Mm-hmm. Cool. I thought, he's not going to scare me with the price of this. That can't <laughs> be expensive. That must be fine, right? How much? Oh, no. 500 quid? Right. I was expecting something like that, which would be like, okay, sure, you know, I'm going to sort my teeth out. No, we're talking like three and a half grand oh fucking hell jesus christ just knock those bad boys out and move on just live off juice cool. for the rest of your life and just smoothies call chris green up again yeah to finish the job yeah come and I'll, I'll get some pebbles for you and we'll shove them in instead oh my word three and a half grand wow the price of being beautiful eh well, that's closer. To, it's closer to four grand, but it was three and a half if you pay it all up front. Christ Almighty! Mm-hmm. Th- that's that's not right. Let me look into the healthcare I get at work, and if there's like okay. if there's like a loved ones package, <laughs> we'll uh, so I'll sort you out. Get some booper dentistry done for you. <laughs> Please. How much Please was do. the appointment? If you don't mind me asking. Just going 42, 42 pounds. I've already paid 40 quid. you think another 100 will do, wouldn't it? Oh, I'm pretty certain when I booked it, they said it would be a free consultation. But Bastards. That's shocking. Where did you go? Did you go to the one in Sainsbury's? We love no. <laughs> no, I may, maybe I should go there for research to see how much it would cost there. No, I they went to one. There's another one in Wellin. Um... But the dentist, he's a bit like, he's a bit full of himself. He and he writes notes on you, so you only only see him like once a year, right? Like on your face, um, like no. physically <laughs> on you. No, he writes notes. Like obviously, he doesn't tell you he's writing notes, but he does because I see him once a year for like what twenty twenty five minutes, and. But when I went in this time, it's like, how's business? Oh, it's blah blah And oh, yeah, how's that? Oh, and you have a son now. What is he? He must be about, you know, just over one. And blah 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 And your wife, this, that, and the other. And I actually questioned him on it. I was like, how do you remember this? And he was like, oh, you know, just in, you know, just in the business. You just... I'm thinking, no, it's because I leave the room and you write this shit down to try and impress me to fleece me out of three and a half grand. <laughs> 
That is memory. What a cracking memory, but it definitely isn't, is it? No, well, he's, he's seeing probably like seven, eight people a day, isn't he? Oh, he's so. got someone recording it. Oh, he's recorded his cameras. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to gas you. And then he takes your trousers down when you're unconscious. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he pulls them down. He's just like, oh, the lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> Somebody's man <I'm>, escaped. <laughs> oh, you missed a pube. Let me get that for you. <laughs> He uses his teeth. He's a dentist, after all, you know. <laughs> Give you a good so, drilling. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, Where, which dentist do you go to? Do you go to one in St. Albans? Simon, you Ooh, always... Oh, do you go to one? You always wake up with a smile, so... <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of dribble, for some reason. Oh, but... my God. Right, that's enough. That's enough. That is enough. Oh, my dentist is in <laughs> London Coney. Okay. Do you have a good relationship with him or her? Um, it's all right, isn't it? Like I said, you, you don't like you said actually, you don't see them for like a year, so I I don't even think I see the same person. Oh, good. Yeah, I I freak out when I get in there. Like it's a thing. Like when I sit down on the chair, they like you sit on the chair, but you're not ready to be sitting back and them like getting the lights out and whatever but they talk to you and you kind of sat awkwardly at an angle and then they stand at an angle where you're kind of looking like this and then they start asking me about have I been keeping up with my flossing and my face starts like contorting like this out of like anxiety <laughs> like because I haven't been flossing and I know that they're about to look in my mouth and they can see that I haven't been flossing because there's the evidence they're all in my mouth you know it drives me nuts that they ask you questions sometimes when they've got a fucking hand in your mouth. And you're like, how the hell am I meant to answer? You literally, you're choking me, you bastard. You know, but I, I remember I went to, when, when I went to the dentist, probably not, it wasn't the last time, it was the time before. So like pre-COVID, mm-hmm. um, I had, I was really like painful wisdom tooth. Like it was really painful and it was growing at a funny angle. And I had another one sort of on the bottom, but it wasn't really bothering me. But they were like, yeah, we need to take it out. So they needed to remove both of them. So I was like, okay, fine. And I paid for my whatever. I paid my dentist. And then they sent me to a surgery in St. Albans to have them removed. A dental surgery as well, but I had to go somewhere else, which I found a bit strange. But I was like, okay, fine. And uh, when I was there, they're like, okay, so you've got two teeth that need to come out, but we'll only do the one today so that you don't have the the pain of of like having two done and I was like okay but that, that just seems like a lot of work for me to come back and sit through this pain and torture again so jabbing another injection and just whip that bad boy out and they were like okay and they just they just took both out at the same time <laughs> for the price of one for the for what well, they didn't charge me I went to pay at the end and they were like no no that's all right it's all covered by your other surgery and I was like well, I've did been- it cost I've never Did paid. It cost a lot? No, it's like again, it was like a consultation amount. It was like forty quid or whatever. So, so like... you're getting the opposite of what's happening to me. <laughs> I'm getting charged like the price of a car, and not even having teeth out, just straighten some of the bottom ones. They're just and they're putting yours back in line, whereas they're just whipping mine out. Like <laughs> if I can get rid of them. <laughs> but you see, I think it's important to have 
get some good looking teeth because I think it's a it's a sign of like age. Like sometimes when you like, not that I I'm not I don't have vanity with any things like that, but especially because we do these zooms all of the time, right? Again, look, my teeth are quite straight. Look, you see that? All right, but I've got this one here that's doing its own thing, and sometimes when I'm talking on here and I see myself on my side of the screen, I see my lips starting to hang on it like it's a coat. <laughs> But I've got this one here. See, there's a slight gap there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that one's, but that's that's fairly new. That's fairly recent. Yeah, it happened. Things happen. See, my man, <laughs> go. <laughs> no, take, he'll charge me three and a half grand. <laughs> <laughs> what you should do yeah. is just get. I'm, I'm sure there's probably a online company that you can get that will do that for you. Or you, you'd have to send. You know when you have to send like a cast of your jaw of your teeth of your jaw yeah and then yeah. they send you back the right gear gear <laughs> to sort well, the other out. thing the other thing he said was he was like you'll get free sets like of these things like these whatever you're calling them um like retainers type things and he was like after six months they'll be fixed right your teeth will be perfectly straight and whatever i'm like cool and then he's like but you have to wear them for the rest of your life like when you go to sleep, I was like the rest, the rest, the rest of my life. I'm 34. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm hoping, I'm hoping to live for a little while, right? Touch wood. Um, and he's like, so we'll give you three sets. Each set should last you about 10 years. So that's 30 years, right? Is, is that your life expectancy? Another 30 years. Mm. Well, that's what three and a half bags gets you, I guess. Jesus Christ, this is ridiculous. Just don't go to the yeah. dentist anymore. It's too much. Just let them fall out. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I'll go to another dentist and inquire. Like, I'll just call some up and be like, "How much?" and see if. Because one thing is, you don't want to be saving and screw. You don't want to be like going to di- super discount places and then you have got messed up teeth. But yeah, um, your teeth come out blue or something. <laughs> yeah or just who knows but right okay so that was teeth wait do you have anything you want to talk about uh no have you ever had a wisdom tooth out i've had one one out um i had it out in america when i was uh-huh. at camp and uh they said do you want to pay do you want to pay an extra ten dollars for gas like they obviously injected but it's like you can pay an extra ten dollars for gas as well and i was like yeah sure and partway through, I had to just be like, t- take it out because it was making me just so like high. Like I just, yeah, just like, but too much. Like as in the whole room was spinning, you know. And uh, yeah, uh, I it, ju- I just yeah. think the tugging is the the weirdest sensation in the world when they mm-hmm. when they're pulling on it, and then you this fucking giant tooth is in there, massive. Yeah, like the like, root of it is huge. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. It's horrible, but brilliant at the same time (laughs) that must have been hard that must have been hard for you to because at least when you have one out you can chew on the other side so how did you get through that uh i don't know really i can't remember i think i was just having just middle chews like nothing i was just having soup or something at the time Ah, it was all right it was okay like the one the one on the on my bottom jaw wasn't wasn't too bad it wasn't wasn't too much of an issue like the the weirdest thing is feeling the um stitch 
going in and out your mm. mouth. That's the weirdest thing when they're stitching it out. <laughs> anyway, high flyers moment. Let's move on from dentistry. Yeah, it's kind of making my mouth feel funny. horrible. I'm going to look at every uh, character's teeth tonight on the watch along. Every actor's teeth. I'm going to see. Because okay. they've got pretty perfect teeth, haven't they? Americans are like, just all about the dentistry, aren't they? When I was in LA with the Special Olympics, we were staying at USC, like the unit, the university, because that's where the the game, the uh, Special Olympic World Games were. And one of our uh, players, he had like really bad toothache. Um, and he needed to have a root canal done, mm-hmm. and they did it there at the college, like free of charge, because they've got a dentistry department, like where they like teach dentists, and it was the most impressive, like dentist situation I'd ever seen in my life. Wow. Like it was, they're serious about teeth, and they all think we have terrible teeth, like Austin Powers type teeth. Isn't yeah, it? that's always been the joke, though, isn't it? But I mean, a, yeah. lot, a lot of that is from scurvy, I think. And your teeth falling out. <laughs> that's why we're called limeys as well. Oh, but that's where that comes from. Yeah. Interesting. Well, well it's from needing to have limes for vitamin C to not get scurvy. But I think like yeah. sailors and pirates and stuff, well, most sailors, their teeth would fall out. You're full of knowledge. Full of useless shit, mate, to be honest with you. So we are back with our favourite therapist. (laughs) These are always therapy sessions when you come on for us with your amazing insight. Deidre is here. Deidre, how's it going? It's going good. How's it going for you guys? Yeah, we're all good. Thank you. We're all good. All all the better for seeing you as well. uh, We've made it to season four and we're ready to be analysed (laughs) for all our... That's so funny. You know, I was thinking as I, um, you know, I was watching the episode last night and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to really have a lot of analytical analytical things to say because I kind of got frustrated with this episode. We'll talk a little bit more about it in a little while. But yeah, I might be a little less analytical this time and just a little bit more mad. We'll see. (laughs) All of the emotions are good. Angry, you know, the... Yeah, analytical, all of it. <laughs> all of the emotions are good. I only have the one, anger. <laughs> well, I, tr- I was trying to think of what that emotion is when you're an analysing thing. Critical? Is that? That's not even an emotion. I don't know. No, no, I don't know. That's a good question. When you said critical, I was thinking of critical thinking, but I don't know about emotion-wise. I can't think that fast. <sighs> Well, that's okay. Well, just before we get into this, before we get into the episode, I just have to, uh, and we need to clarify your top five, of course. But um, I just need to mention because I hadn't, uh, I haven't yet. But we just released free, free, one, two, free podcast episodes onto Patreon yesterday, which will be coming out on our general feed uh, over the next couple of weeks. So we have. Uh, the conversation with Amber Wallace, who played Glenda. So that was a really good conversation there. Got a conversation with Matt Sullivan, who was the set decorator for One Tree Hill, uh, which was really fun and so much prop information. Oh, Dom, I've got some interesting insights that I can share with you. There were so many spoilers on there. Like, you really... It it would have been hell if you was actually on it. So I mean, like, as in for 
I would have been worried and the whole thing. So it was good. But I can give you some insights that, uh, you know. And then also we had Jackson Little, who's the director of Dolphin Boy, which uh, is Jason James Ricks' brother. But Dom, out of it has come something potentially special. Um, So what I didn't know, he unveiled during the conversation, is his dad was the director of Free Willy 2. And so this is how he met Jason James Richter's mum, right? So I think, you know, they're like stepbrothers. They're they're Nathan and Lucas, right? (laughs) Half-brothers. And he also directed episodes of Prison Break and episodes of all all these different shows and whatever, like a very successful director. Uh, And I got on really well with Jackson. So I was just like... Any chance you could ask your dad if we could have a conversation with him? His dad's just uh, directing a couple episodes of 911. That's right. That's right, Deidre. Um, (laughs) And then when he's wrapped with that, he's going to ask him if he'll do like an interview with us. Oh, nice. I'll definitely be available for that one. I'll just (laughs) move work out the way. So I, I couldn't join those three podcasts. One because of the, the massive amount of spoilers. Because the the set designer Matt, did you say, is was season six to nine, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. He told me it was season six. I think it was. Uh, he told me it was. Yeah, either five or six to nine. But then when I was talking to him, he actually came in in season three, but was on the season three. He was like a set dresser, which is kind of like the lower bit. And then he, in season five, he got made the set decorator. But most of the stuff we talked about was when he was the set decorator, because that was like when he was making decisions. That that basically means he's like, I know all about this now, but he was basically like head of the department. So he was dealing with like the budgets and all the other stuff. And the the big episodes that we were talking about, you're yet to see, though there's one that you've been teased about so much because... It's like the Topsy Turvy episode, but there's one later in season oh, six. God. Deidre, you may know the one that we're talking about. Uh, it's, you know, which one I'm saying. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. And um, yeah, but we talked a lot about that because, well, yeah. I actually, I actually made a joke to you a few weeks ago when you said that you were going to have this conversation with him. I can't remember if it's recorded or not I, probably not I think we we were talking separately and I said well hopefully he had the sense to put some locks on Peyton's doors and then in the next ep- in this episode that we watched there's just a shitload of locks on the doors like oh wow it actually happened <laughs> yeah um and I told him that you thought it was stupid that there's like little bits of the river court and stuff like as concrete <laughs> and he said that he thought it was crazy when they were doing it uh, but, you know, people loved them. Uh, and he, mm, the oh, the you know, we always keep looking for that sign. This, somebody told me this is the place where everything's safe and blah, blah, blah. He's, he confirmed that that was actually from Karen's Cafe and that was real and that they actually cut it off the wall and used it, um, you know, later. Yeah, loads, there's loads of cool sort of little tidbits. Um so yeah, but though all them three were released, I I had all three of them within twenty four hours of each other, like mm. as in they were all in a very quick span, um, and I think they were all really good. So um, yeah, people check them out. That was the point of me bringing them up. <laughs> 
I got so I many notifications on my phone. And I was like, why are they posting three? Like, that's a lot. What's going on? And then I looked, I was like, oh, okay. I haven't listened yet, but I will. I unfortunately had to work through all of them. And obviously one I couldn't oh. be on. So um, I don't feature, but the next one I will. Well, yeah, I talk about you in all of them. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and by me saying that the episodes were good, I'm not saying be, that I was good. I'm saying they were good because they were really interesting. You know, I'm just the guy asking questions. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the Glenda one you definitely could, could have been on. Um, like there were some spoiler things, but not too bad. The Matt Sullivan one wouldn't, wouldn't have worked, but um when we go out there to Wilmington, which is where he lives, where he works on these shows and whatever, nice. he said that uh, he, if he's working, he would take us on set as friends, as like he, as his guests. He would take us onto set. Awesome. Well, all the Ravens as well. I actually think he was actually just talking to me, but I was feeling like I could definitely get Dom in. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like... we got all that way and we're like, we're going to this set. And he's like, no, no, not this guy. I haven't spoken to this guy. You can come in, Simon, but not him. <laughs> I'm just outside with the rest of the Ravens. Like, well, this is rough. Throwing a pigskin around. This is a bit... <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the dream. I'd rather be out there with the Ravens, so whatever. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but no, it was it was good. He was. They were all. All three of them were really nice. Um, but the thing, the thing is with me is there's like the only real sort of slot of time um, that I could do. But also I would put it to them, and they were all at odd kind of daytime times anyway yeah so but colin fix will be our next one um and obviously there's no spoilers ahead for that is there no (laughs) unless he comes back as a ghost that would be interesting god (laughs) deidre yeah top five remind us in case anything's changed and obviously one tree hill is a given so you don't have to include it Right. Well, um, I do have a new one to add, and Dom might be excited to hear about this one. I started Chicago Fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm on season four right now. Um, it's really good. I really, really like it. So I, I'm going to add that one. I'm probably going to watch the whole universe. So I'll probably do like PD next and then Med. But so far, I really, really like Chicago Fire. Excellent. People have yeah. told me to sort of steer clear of Med and go to pd but again i've not started it because i like chicago fire is still on it's still being released so i watch every now and then i haven't watched since episode 10 came out so i need to kind of catch up a little bit if there's a few more out but who's your favorite character so far i love everybody i really like herman herman's he's, great what about otis he's great i i love otis too yeah otis i love them all it's so hard to pick a lot of favorites but i mean i really like herman otis i like the chief a lot Chief mm. Bowden and I like Severite. I mean, it's just it's hard to pick because they're all so good. They bring something different, and it's funny. A I good fi- balance. I find it really hard to like Casey, but also you kind of you kind of just do as well at the same time. It's just you, you think, oh, he's a bit of a knob, but actually he's okay. You know what I mean? It's it's really yeah. fu- frustrating. <laughs> I know. I agree, and I actually feel the same way about um, Dawson sometimes too. Like both of them just kind of annoy me. Their relationship kind of annoys yeah, me. Yeah, Gabby's <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Not for me, but yeah, I really enjoy that one. I'm, oh. I've been, I got a lot to catch up, but 
I'm well, getting there. I'm, I'm very pleased. Very pleased that yeah. you're watching it. I'll stop talking about it now. Simon's sitting there shaking his head, not knowing what's <laughs> no, going on. No, I like it. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Um. So Chicago Fire, I'm going to put in there. Yellowstone, Vampire Diaries. I don't even remember what all I said last time. I really have to think. Um. Hmm. That's hard. Um. I don't know because I watch so many shows. Um, Jenny and George on Netflix is really good, and then All American, I watch. I really like. There you go. Nice, comprehensive yeah. list. Love it. That's that's mm-hmm. good. And what about a uh, bad movie that you love? So many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone <laughs> says that. Everyone. I love how there's no shame in this. Like we all just love terrible movies, and it's it's great. Right. I would say um, probably. Even though the first one's more popu- popular, I really like another Cinderella story with Selena Gomez. It's not good, as I've said about all the movies I've listed, but it's still, you know, I like it. Nice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, well, where where do we want to begin with this one? Have you had someone? Have you already had someone on, or is it just me? It's just you today. Have you guys talked about it yet? No, of course, course not. not. <laughs> That's what I figured. I expected that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I just want to kind of say really quick, I just listened to the last episode of 405, and Jay and Ed, right? That was That's his name that just recently... They are so funny. That was one of the funniest episodes I've listened to in a long time. And so I just want to say that they're great. I really enjoyed Weird. it. We've had I I haven't told you Don because you don't you 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 are on the Patreon but you don't look at it for spoilers but we've literally had like ten comments on underneath that one everyone just saying how much they love uh, Jay and Ed and the the combination of it and how people just laughing so hard at um <laughs> like Ed and like and Jay as well there was some things that Ed said where it was just like about mouth. He said, "He's like that dude be shooting for the moon." Yeah, <laughs> it was it was the best. I listened to it on my lunch break um, from work, and I almost didn't want to go back inside because I was like, "I just want to finish this. This is hilarious. He's so funny." And he say something like, "Know your lane," to mouth as well. Know <laughs> your lane. Unbelievable. So I knew he was to... going to be. Sorry, I knew he was going to be great when he said he was listening to Drama Queens, and then I hear it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so yeah he's great they both are i just wanted to shout him out on here and tell him i really enjoyed it i'm sure they both appreciate that massively yeah they they were they were super super funny both of them jay came up with her backstory for the uh the woman in that was pregnant in the hospital so funny hilarious going the extra mile on on the extras there Those two really could just, I, I know you said something, Simon, but those two really could just make up, like, the whole intro. It would be fantastic. For real. It would be, <laughs> them two together doing their own podcast would be a perfect, it would be like a match made in heaven, because <laughs> Jay's got kind of that, like, blunt uh, humour, you know, to her, and mm-hmm. then Ed's got kind of that just, like, I don't know, just could say anything, and it's just hilarious kind of humour. It's perfect. But Dom, did you get to listen back to it yet? Yeah, yeah, I've listened back to it, mm-hmm. and they've both got this sort of like hysterical realism about them both as well, which is which is brilliant. And uh, Ed's actually just messaged me on Instagram 
but I, I, I haven't read it yet because we're <laughs> recording, so I'll, I'll read it later. Um, but yeah, I'll reply to him. I'm not sure what it's about. Hopefully something funny. But he messaged me like straight away to say he really enjoyed being on the podcast. And he went off and watched The Mighty Ducks like straight away as well. And was like, then we talked about there's a character in The Mighty Ducks that's in Daredevil, which we mentioned on the, the episode and all sorts. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what he's, he sent me now. But I'll find out in a bit. <laughs> but that's we're lucky because everyone brings something different like Mm -hmm. like you Deidre you bring that like the the calm and the the insight and like the more sort of psychological analytical parts and yeah that's it you got a nagi oh you're just scratching your head I thought you were like (laughs) temple tapping like yeah no (laughs) no I was just scratching but that's funny it should have been yeah that's right so yeah we're we're blessed we're blessed um but yeah who who do you want to talk about okay um well we got a lot to cover so we could start with um nathan and before you ask uh don you could do the recap oh gosh okay oh can, <laughs> are we can we put are we putting um dante and bear yes. into this as well I'm yeah s- might as well i'm so glad you said dante because i was gonna go it's either drake or dante and i can't remember <laughs> Just just before you go, Dom, can I ask? Because I feel like it's something. Huh? Before I go. Bye. Before, yeah. before, before you go with your synopsis, um, and Deidre, hopefully you can help with Dom. Maybe you know as well. So the guy that plays Dante, I think his name is Rick Fox, right? Yep, he was a basketball player. Okay, because my mm-hmm. question was going to be, he looks recognizable. But I don't know where from, and then I was like, maybe he's like, fam- like American famous. You know, he's famous in America, but maybe not necessarily famous over here. Um, yeah. Okay, so he was what? Like, he was an NBA player. Yeah, he played for. I don't know if you know American teams, but he played for Boston Celtics and I think the Lakers. Okay. I yeah. And then did, did he have an acting career, like a successful acting career, or was this just like a one and done kind of thing? I think he might have been on one other show. I don't know if he was on the game or not. I'm not really familiar with his acting background, just the sports background. He might have been on one or two other shows, but I can't for sure say that. It's cool. funny that you you mentioned all that, Simon, because like when we got to him, I was going to say he looked really familiar, but his acting makes me think think he's a sports star, <laughs> not not okay. an actor. It's just the way he came across. But I I I didn't even know his name. Did you say his name was? Rick. Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Yeah. I've never heard of him. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't either, but even from when I watched it the very first time, like, you know, a decade ago, I thought, like, I know this guy. Like, he's really familiar. Um, But yeah, okay, cool. Maybe from the Celtics, because when Celtic Pride, you used to watch Celtic Pride a lot, and I'm sure you got into, like, probably looking up the team or something like that of that era yeah. so maybe you um picked it up from there yeah for sure maybe we'll do it wow us dom wow us <laughs> i'm just trying to think where nathan starts this is so on nathan's journey in this episode is the 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 possibilities of duke isn't it that's what it's all about or duke um i'll say duke <laughs> it makes me makes me feel more comfortable um and uh, we've got issues at home. So he knows Haley's pregnant. He's professed his 
like love to her and excited about the baby. He did that in the last episode. And then his journey in this episode is predominantly like, where are you going to go to college? He's approached by Dante. Uh, and I, I, I kind of, you get the vibe that Dante was a ex Raven. Yes. And, uh, it's all Nathan's bike gets, um, what's the word? Uh, towed away. Towed away. So that's why he's at he's at the bus stop, and then that's when Dante enters to like you know why is the why is the shooting? He's not the shooting guy, is he? It's like where oh he says the the like star of the Ravens team or whatever. Why are you getting the bus and whatever? Yeah. That's because we know his um, the the money in Tree Hill is in towing. We know this. But it's an it's an <laughs> it's an open market now. Keith's gone. It's an open market. So. Because Keith is a slab of beef, isn't that right, Deidre? Always. That is not your line. And forever. That is not your line. <laughs> What's my... Oh, what was I supposed to say? Oh, my God. It, we put it in the intro. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. I, had a, I worked before I came on here. <laughs> Deidre, I teed you up. I teed you up for the layup. I put it up. All you had to do was slam it down. Rick Fox style, but you couldn't do it. You fumbled at the line. You basically, you, you were Mouth McFadden out there when I needed Nathan Scott. Well, what can I say? I better sit on the bench because, you know. It's Absolutely, okay. you should. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be on the bench too. <laughs> Don't worry. Although, to be no, fair, just Deidre, you, you'd come on for the last 15 minutes and absolutely smash it. So no need to worry. Also, now Deidre's got now Deidre's got a heart condition. No, no. <laughs> and skills won't give her back her jersey number. We'll talk <laughs> about that. I have issues with that. Oh gosh. Well, was it good? Well, anyway, we're not on him. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sorry, he just anyway, provoked a thought. Let's back to Nathan. Um, so Nathan uh, eventually. Um, decides to go and visit his father because they're having some money troubles. Electricity gets cut off at their apartment. Haley is really worried, panicking. Baby on the way. Colleges, all sorts of things going wrong. What have I missed now? You're just you know, you're doing it perfectly, but it's just a bit out of order. Before so that, Don... we do everything no, out of it's order. Imp- <laughs> it's imp- this bit's important. Next week we're Don's... doing episode nine. Are we? I never know what episode number is. <laughs> I don't know. This is six. <laughs> All right. Well, if you say so. Well, the, um, they Dante gets him his car back first. No, he doesn't. Electricity's gone first. He asked uh, Dan for money, and then Dante gives him his car back because I don't fucking know. No, no, it goes. I only watch it twice. <laughs> the ele- the electricity does go, right? But later, that goes when they're back celebrating after playing basketball and there's the montage. But before that, he gets the car back and then Nathan's saying, NCAA rules, I can't accept it. And it's one of my favourite lines. Dante says, what am I going to do with this piece of crap? <laughs> like, as in, I don't want it. It's like, it's yours. It's your car. It's not like I'm giving you something. I'm not doing the thing anymore. You carry on. No, please don't do that. No. You're lovely. I <laughs> respect you, you and you're Nathan. talented. I'll do the rest. No. <laughs> Sounds very ominous. You finished Nathan off. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you started. Been... We Go got on. 35 minutes, boys. 
We don't have a lot of time. What do you mean? Right? We got we got an hour. We got loads of time. You want to? Oh, go. an hour from now? I thought I came on a half hour ago. Yeah, but you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you're on for you're on cool. for an hour and a half. <laughs> Never mind. I won't order you around anymore. Take your time. No. <laughs> when there's one person on, we 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 like to give them more time because. Cool. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. There we go. That's better. She's back now. Now yeah, she knows there's more time. We're cut good. that into the bit from earlier. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Deidre, will you ask Dom to finish to finish off Nathan? I feel like he would do it for you. Dom, will you finish off uh, Nathan because Simon asked me to ask you? Yeah, certainly. That's of course, not... of course I will. <laughs> Anything for you. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck off, Simon. Right. Uh, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Levels of disrespect. I did three <laughs> interviews in one day. I was working. Busy. Busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Nathan, he gets the car back. Dante throws him the keys. Don't want this piece of shit. Can't take it. NCAA rules. Whatever NCAA is. Some sort of association of America. Bar- I don't know. The, the college the college leagues. Like the okay. college... Oh, yeah, interruption again. Okay, great. Um... <laughs> I think I should just do these for the rest of the episode. I'll just read <laughs> This is more fun this way. <laughs> I don't think Simon's going to make it to 2025 because oh. Dom's going to probably murder him before oh, that. <laughs> Dom's going to murder me. I don't do anything. I am lovely. I'm but a wallflower. Oh, Trash. Dear. Wallflower. Trash. <laughs> Dom, you need to remember where you are sometimes. <sighs> Call me Colonel now. Now. Sorry. Say it now. Sorry, Colonel. Who's the Colonel? You're the Colonel. And who are you? I'm just the nobody. <laughs> you Say you're the Wallflower. I'm the Wallflower, apparently. <laughs> it was you a minute ago, but it's me now. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> who... <laughs> Real Derek, is he a corporal or is he a sergeant corporal or whatever uh, it was? Real Derek is a lance corporal. That's it. Mm. <laughs> we'll talk about that, I guess. There's I been debates. There's debates about Real Derek's uh, rank. rank. It's definitely mm. a lance corporal. He even says it in the episode. <laughs> Deidre, yes. what, what rank do you think he is? Okay, so full disclosure, I only remember him saying corporal. I don't remember. Um, but I have faith in Dom, so I'll agree. So just, and just, I, on, I, just on Derek's rank very quickly. So he would be called corporal by, by other soldiers, I assume, right? There's a moment when they're doing exercises and he tells somebody else to carry on with the exercises. And they say, yes, corporal, because that's just what they say. They're not going to say, yes, Lance Corporal, because it's a bit too long. But when he le- introduces himself later on, or he says something about himself later on, he says, I'm Lance Corporal, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's only got one stripe on his arm. If he was a mm. corporal, he'd have two stripes on his arm. That's a corporal is higher than Lance Corporal. Yes. Is Lance Corporal mm. basically mean assistant to the regional manager? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not Deidre disrespecting Dom anyone loves... in, the, in, the, in the armed forces. That would be wrong. Simon is, but I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Jesus, I made a joke. It's a comedy podcast, I think. I don't know. Deidre, is um, 
Dom loves like military. He loves the mi- military stuff. This is like his mm-hmm. bag. He absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. Um, and on that point, Dom, can you explain to me what a marine is? Like, I know marine, but how is a mar- how is marine a marine different from like a army soldier, or are they the same? Marine is one of our ravens. She uh, signed up to our Patreon last year at some point and has been on a few watch-alongs and has joined us on one episode so far of... of... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not funny? No, mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of head mm-hmm. shakes from people. Ah. <laughs> Three and a half grand, Dom, to get my teeth fixed. That's what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> Not making that money here, mate. <laughs> Notice how... <laughs> Notice how Manscape haven't been back. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. What is a marine then? Um, it's it's a different branch of. It's like a branch of the army. It's hard to explain. But why? What makes them different from like a regular army soldier? Because you have you have I guess you have your you have different branches of every like military, but uh, and every sort of force or service whatever you want to name them or call them and i guess the marines are like they're almost like a little bit more elite i think i don't know i don't know what the right difference is i don't know what the right way of describing them is so the difference like between like the navy and the navy seals and you've got like the army and you've got then like the marines you know we've got like the army and the sas yeah the sas are like special forces Super army soldiers. That's exactly it. Um, And they have sort of different branches of, like, forces. I don't know. I don't really know. You'd have to ask someone who knows what they're talking about. And then, fine, to finish it off, can you do the Jack Nicholson, you effed the wrong Marine? (laughs) You fucked with the wrong Marine! (laughs) So, yeah, back to Nathan now, Garn. So Nathan gets his car back, uh, which is all good, which is exactly what Hayley's been asking for him to do. Uh, And... They have problems with bills. They can't pay their bills. So he goes to visit Dan and asks Dan for some help. He says he's in some financial trouble because Haley's the only one that's working and she's only working for Karen um, at Karen's Cafe. Oh, I say only, you know, she, at least she's got a job. She's a teenager after all. Um, and what really made me laugh is that Karen was like, oh, I could be here as a short as crime. I was like, give me a loan. I don't want your shoulder. I want your money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, Nathan goes to ask Dan for money and Dan kind of throws back the emancipation in his face and says, you emancipate yourself. You got married. You're a man now. And actually, I only uh, put money into something I'm investing in and you're not very investable right now because there's no return on my money. So Mm. I'm not interested. And as he leaves, he says, thanks a lot, Dad, or something like that. And Dan does actually look a bit hurt by it or maybe a little bit um like why did i do that maybe i should have just helped him out but yeah he goes off anyway but he then goes back home to Haley. it's all a bit of a worry a bit of a panic she's doing her crying whispery thing on the bed and the lights come back on and it's like oh okay and she's like oh thanks for getting that sorted thanks for going to see dan and then he looks a bit worried so i'm guessing oh and we oh we find out that dante had had you know paid to have the electricity and he said oh, it's it's kind of like a loan i'll pay you back every penny and dante says something along the lines of um kind of like don't let me down or something like that or you know we'd stick together or something creepy which <laughs> immediately makes me think 
he's asked him to for like do like dive in the next game take a dive you know like in boxing take a dive you know he's, he he's didn't gonna... say he didn't say that he just said he just said um yeah he, he didn't said, say it but this is my, me predicting that i think he's all oh, right you're but predicting. i guess that's bullshit so we'll throw that out the window then <laughs> all right <laughs> well yeah so yeah he said don't don't let me down but he said just pay me back whenever just don't don't let me down because he wants him to win doesn't he because they're they're former ravens like even bear has got a raven tattoo did you see is that, that is that his name bear i didn't even i didn't get his name in the episode the guy that drives him around and that yeah, pretends to shoot him at the end. Oh, I didn't. When we're in Wilmington, I'm assuming that I would be Dante and you're going to be my bear. Absolutely. I'll drive you Perfect. around. I'd be quite happy driving you around. I think you'd actually would. <laughs> I'd get bored in the back though. I don't want to come sit up front and talk to you. <laughs> but Deidre, what do you think? Great synopsis, Dom. As always, um, Deidre, what did what did you think of Nathan in this? I mean, I feel for him. Like, he's just trying to provide for his family. Um, I feel like he felt like there was nothing else he can do and his hands were tied. He didn't want to let Haley down, etc. So, um, I think he's just doing the best he can for a 17-year-old boy family. I don't really have a lot of opinion except for um, it's probably not, you know, the smartest to accept your car back and take a loan from somebody you don't even know but who thinks about that when they're 17 so yeah yeah i didn't think about anything when i was 17 it's <laughs> a big problem in my life um yeah and so dom what you what is your prediction then do you think this dante situation is gonna end badly well nothing comes for free so he's obviously someone that's got money and is in power. He's kind of like a another version of Dan. Um, he just doesn't have the, the blood relative issue. So uh, he's going to want something in return. And Nathan wouldn't have brought up the rules, the NCAA rules, without it causing some sort of conflict or consequence. So there's going to be some sort of issue there. I thought potentially maybe Dante would be like, you know, maybe he's like a high roller gambler type and he's actually bet against the Ravens and he needs Nathan to throw the game so that um, he can win a load of money but I'm guessing not now um, so yeah some, he's got to repay Nathan in some way because yeah there's no way he'd be just helping him out of the goodness of his heart he's going to want something in return something I will say and I've, I've I've said it before on the podcast, but it's been always been so far away. But maybe my favorite episode of all time, or close to, as an individual episode, is getting close. Ooh. It's getting close. I do can't you, wait. Do you know what number it is? It might no, but it must be within the next couple. Like, Ooh, okay. Do you know? Do you know? You must know which one I'm talking about, Deidre. Yeah, and if it's the one I'm pretty sure you're talking about, I definitely know what episode that is. I, I've, I know I'm pretty good with episode numbers. So if you like, if someone were to say like this happened, I could probably tell people the season and the episode number. I'm pretty good what with that num- stuff. Which number do you think it is? Four oh nine. 
Ooh, the one I joked about watching? earlier. <laughs> what, are we, what are we watching tonight? Seven. Seven. <laughs> oh man. Am I? Is it like like instantly? I'm going to be like, I know why this is Simon's favorite episode. I think so. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. I hope I got it right. Surely I got it right. I mean, the I episode you're talking about. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. feels right. Feels <laughs> <Okay>. right. <laughs> it's close. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, it'll be so good. So good. It is. Um, is it one of your favourites, Deidre? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely in the top three. <sighs> are any of the others that are in your your top three ones that Dom has seen yet? Yeah. 316? Yep. That's got to be in the top. It was fantastic. And what so, would yeah. the other one be? So I think um, another one of mine, it might talk a little bit, but I'd say is at the in season four, but I'm not going to say what. Fair. Okay. Let me know when we get there. Um, okay. you can let you can let us both know when you when you get there. Mm-hmm. But Dom, of the episodes you've seen, what would you say? You don't have to give an order, but what would you say would be your top three? Uh, three, fifteen, and sixteen. Ooh, the he speaks. You like that one? Yeah, I think fifteen is better than sixteen. Ooh, but the build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think fifteen. Like reflection, they were they were both tens. I think 15 is better than 16. It's a really, really good episode. Why do you say that? Because it, you can see where it's leading. Because or... Keith doesn't die in 15. Uh. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you can kind of see where it's going and the, the tension is there. Um, with the exception of um, Jimmy, like Colin, the, the performances are, are like better in 15. And then... Yeah, it just it just feels like a like anything could happen, anything could go wrong at any minute, and then we get to sixteen and it all, all kicks off. So, yeah, I think fifteen is great. Uh, and what would your other one be? Third one, I don't know. Maybe the 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 last episode, the crazy Derek one. So good one. maybe season four, episode six, the one we're talking about now, the one we're yeah, this one. Oh, this one. Yeah. Oh, new Derek. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Five, 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 five. Last week was (laughs) Psycho Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. New Derek. Yeah, I'm not impressed with this Marine at the minute. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he couldn't push. We find out he's a Marine in this episode, and he couldn't push someone for a window. Yeah, he needed he needed Lucas's help, and Lucas had been tased. And has a heart. Isn't that aggravating? Isn't that aggravating? Now that you know that. So annoying. when I first watched 405, I was well, not first. I guess it would have to have been after because I had to see, you know, this one to know. But I was like, "Are you kidding me? You're a marine and <laughs> psycho Derek whipped you! <laughs> like, come on, that was mad." But, but you, you can see though when you watch it and you have the knowledge that he is like covering up, like mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing, like he's taking yeah. the shots and blocking. He's just not like striking, right? Maybe Fair that's point. because he knows if he does strike that, you know, these hands are deadly weapons because he's trained as a Re- Marine. Registered lethal weapons, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Fair enough. But, but no, yeah, you're right. But I mean, Psycho Derek did have probably like six inches of height on him. And, you know, he's even, <laughs> for lack of a better term, he's either very psychologically sick, Psycho Derek, or it looks like he's just snorted like a gram of cocaine <laughs> and just gone into that room, you know. He would have needed something. Both. Yeah, or both. Put them hands together. He would have needed some of some of the energy to just to put all them pictures up. Like that's so much work and cutting. How much PVA glue did he use? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, that was. He, I'm gonna go with both on that one. So much paste on the wall. No sane or sober person is going to spend their time putting all those pictures up. So maybe Deb. Deb helped him. Also intoxicated, so you know. <laughs> Deb's his dealer. <laughs> Quick hi, come see Deb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so right, so that's Nathan. So we'll see how we go. Uh in general, did you like Dante and um Bear, Dom and Deidre individually? Yeah. Uh- the first time I watched it, no. No, I didn't like them. I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't even know them. Why are they, like, talking to him and asking these things and getting his car? I was like, this smells fishy to me. So, absolutely not. Did not. But, I mean, do you like them as villains, though? Uh, no. I think they've been better, to be honest. I mean, I think they're all right, but I don't know. They just don't... Maybe it is because... Dom, you said, right, that you thought he had, that you didn't think he had a lot of acting background. Is that what you said? Yeah. He, I think he, maybe. He, he felt like a sports star yeah. trying to act, which, you know, yeah. happens and you can kind of tell. Right. And uh, they sort of gave it away. I, I didn't take to Dante at all or Bear. I, they, they, yeah, the it's weird. They're, they're going to want something in return and that's going to be the big push of either the next episode or or the one after whenever they come to claim whatever nathan owes them uh, and then hopefully i, I kind of guess dan will have to come to the rescue because nathan won't have what they want or are expecting from him so that i it's just dodgy they're just really really dodgy Ooh. and I, I can't i can't see good things coming from them especially not acting so <laughs> Uh, the sooner yes. they're gone, the better. <laughs> the, the, the potential of Dan versus Dante, though. That's yeah. That's <laughs> kind, of, kind of what I'm hoping for, and I'm guessing they they're like the same Ravens team. Maybe they're the same class. Oh, you think they're like the same age? Yeah, they've got the same year about them, which is like, which is why I think Nathan's probably quite cocky with him. Is that old? Like, you, you know. I can't remember what he says. We're like he said. He said you've got a jump. Or... Yeah, he says alumni. But he says, "Oh, and you've got a jump shot that put your old man to shame." So it's like he knows who Dan is, obviously, and yeah. knows that he was like a good basketball player. Yeah. So I'm kind of guessing that there's a there's a that they were matched. Perhaps they were the the Lucas and Nathan of the time, and they fell out because Dan can't be nice to anyone ever, and mm. Dante is probably too similar. So they've gone that, separate paths. Always been a bit of a rivalry between them. That would make for a good, uh, another good character or storyline for the making of uh, Dan Scott's origin story. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, Adendante, yeah, definitely. Okay, we'll see. Well, where where do you want to go, Deidre? I think we could probably just cross Haley off, talk about her a little bit. Because, I mean, she's kind of dealing with the same problems as Nathan. Well, she's dealing with all the problems, isn't she? That's yeah. the thing. I think Nathan is, is, she's very much, she's very much worrying about absolutely everything and mm-hmm. is trying to future plan and he's like reactive to her so if she says this is an issue we need to get it sorted you need to get it sorted he then kind of tries and goes and does something and gets it sorted to be fair but yeah it seems like in a really sort of fishy way so mm-hmm. right and she has a little breakdown with karen it's quite sad and that whole time all i was thinking is just karen she's basically begging why, why aren't you helping her out? Like, literally, she's gone there going, Karen, I don't think I can have the baby because I can't, I, I'm in high school, I, I want to go to college and I can't even afford it now and I've got a job and I've got this going on and Nathan's got basketball and all these problems. Like, how can I have a child? And she's like, I'm a, you know, was a was a teen mum. I've got all this experience and, you know, I had no family. And she's like, how is that helping me? Mm-hmm. It's like, because you've got all these people around you and you've got a husband that loves you and, you know, at least he's sticking around, you know, because... The, the person I love didn't and it's like okay this is all sort of nice words of wisdom but can right. I have some cash please right I'm like uh, that's not gonna make money up here Karen thank yeah. you very much that's not turning my electricity back on is it yeah. <laughs> Karen <laughs> yeah she should have handed over a couple Benjis right and just uh, <laughs> let her go on her way right absolutely absolutely yeah, well, and though I guess Karen's in bit in a situation because she just got um, her partnership with with Deb dissolved, right from Trick. So she's lost the business. So maybe she's in some financial woes. But also, where are um, Haley's parents? Still off in an RV somewhere, I guess. Right. So, but they sold the house. They must have some money in the bank. Like mm-hmm. throw a couple shekels over. <laughs> couple shillings you know i mean oh you think but i guess it's all up to nathan's parents dan specifically i don't know yeah well deb's got money as well so i reckon in like she was she didn't feature in this episode at all um but maybe Nate... not dom maybe not she might have spent it all on pills by now so oh, maybe, she might be yeah. poor that's a good really. point pills and booze <laughs> I, I get the impression that she's because she's got money and stuff that she's the type that would, you know, yeah, pills, alcohol, and then have like a bunch of male strippers just come over in the day for like a, just a, a matinee, you know? <laughs> just running her own weird little theatre. <laughs> the Chippendales at Deb's. But, but, but as they come in, halfway through the show, she actually just falls asleep into like a drunken slumber and they're having the question, do we keep going? I mean, she's well, paid for the full hour. Welcome to the real Deb's Den. Oh, God. It's actually pretty good. It's funny. It should be called that if that existed. Den. Yep, there you go. And Psycho Derek's in the background somewhere just doing cocaine off a table. There we go. Done. Okay, so I think that's pretty good for Haley, isn't it? I mean, she's kind of just a bit more of a supportive character. Uh, we've she, got a few places, yeah. It's just that she she's convinced that um, Nathan has been to see Dan. 
and got the money from Dan, which then makes me feel like she's going to go say thank you to Dan in the next episode, and Dan's going to go, I don't know what you're talking about. I told Nathan I wasn't giving him any money, so she's going to go and confront Nathan about where he got the money from to pay their electricity bill. Do you know what's funny? Interesting, we'll see. Do you know what's funny (laughs) is that I think if Hayley had asked Dan for the money, he would have given it to her. It's because yeah. it was Nathan. He's got kind of a sweet relationship going with Haley now. I think it's, it's just the emancipation, the emancipation thing that uh, Dan used it as a moment to be spiteful. Mm-hmm. I I think Dan's using it as leverage, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't he? It's about right. If he, if he'd walked in and said, "Yes, I'm going to Duke. I need some money," he'd have gone, "Okay, here you go. Here's some money." Because he's going to go to Duke. He might then get. You know, some big deals out of this. He might end up in the NBA. You know, big win for for Dan. He was his inspiration. His hero is going to, you know, might get some money out of him for this, you know, return on his investment. But because he went in and said, I'm not here to talk about basketball. I need money. It's like, well, you know, until you're ready to come and tell me something I want to hear, get out. So I reckon all Nathan would have to do is be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'll go. I'm going now. I've, I've just got to confirm. And then, yeah. Kind of jobs are good and money's in the bank already, <laughs> but literally not. Agree. So give me some. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're right, Dom. I didn't think about it like that. Actually, I kind of thought more like Simon and thought, you know, if Haley asked, I think he would have just given it to her. And I still think that, but I think you're right that if Nathan would have been like, yeah, he would have been like, okay. Mm. So I think yeah. that's. I I agree. I think that's. Uh... That is exactly what it is. Mm. And it's good writing, actually, isn't it? To think that, uh, you know, to I mean, it's probably it's probably basic, but to be thinking of what that what the characters literal intentions are and how they would be responding and everything like you can tell that the writers understand the characters and then that makes for good writing. Yeah, definitely. And we've kind of all come up with different options that we all agree with as well. So it's kind of we understand the thought process of these characters as well, which mm. which means that they've, from page to screen, they've really brought that character to alive. You know, Dante, I I, I just know he's sleazy, but but, but that's because you know he's just awful. But um, the like the main characters, you you learn you learn so much about them, and and yeah, you're 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 so right about the writing. It's you know from from page to screen, they. They definitely embody that and bring that to life. And you can really see it with the, the, the main sort of 10 that are in it, you know, every week. For sure. I, and I always remember what Crystal said. Do you remember when she said that sometimes if she's going through something, she knows that she can treat One Tree Hill. Was it like a book, like a reference point? What was it? Like a guide? Was that what she said? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. a guide. Yeah. Which I always remember. And, um, I can sometimes think about something that I've been going through or think of a memory or whatever, and I can imagine what, if that happened to Nathan and Haley, how it would play out, even though it didn't happen in the show. And I like, I feel like I understand, the, know the characters so well. I could imagine it playing out with them or with Lucas or whoever. There's only two shows that I could do that with. Uh, three, maybe, would be One Tree Hill, This Is Us, I can kind of do it. I can imagine what the characters, particularly Jack. Do you watch This Is Us, Deidre? I've seen like the first 
two seasons. I haven't watched the three and there's four, right? Or they're on the fourth? Six. Six. Oh my gosh. See, yeah, man. I've only seen the first two, but I didn't know who they are. And I, I am familiar with, I mean, the main characters. Well, yeah, Jack, the dad, I can, I can kind mm-hmm. of imagine with him. And then, um, and then a little bit with The Office with like Jim and Pam, but kind of like, is that weird? Is that psychotic? Can you guys do that with with shows like or with characters, some characters? If it's psychotic, then I'm psycho because yeah, I definitely can. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I just think I think that you're right. That just a test for good writing and good betrayal too. And that's what's fun about it. That's what's fun about TV and movies. Getting into characters is to be able to do things like that. So. Yeah, I'm gonna get you a. I'm gonna get you a bracelet that says um, WWDSD. So what what would Dan Scott do? Pull for the strap. (laughs) (laughs) Can 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 you? Do you have any characters that you could do that with, Don? Where you feel like you could imagine scenarios from you that you would have gone through or going through and imagine it through their eyes and how they would react and that sort of thing. I mean, I, I can. I'm sure I have as well. I, I can't sort of pinpoint a time where that's happened. But yeah, definitely. I think you can kind of, you kind of get into the psyche of someone, don't you? And how, they, how they're how they portrayed. And you kind of think, well, if, if this was this person, this is kind of how they'd treat it and what they'd do around it. So maybe I should do something like that. Or actually, if this was this person, I will definitely do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I guess yours might be more like Picard and it's just in your head, it's to the bridge. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, red alert. (laughs) Oh, which I should say, uh, that first episode of Beyond Farpoint is out. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's out on the main channel. Yeah. (laughs) Came out like last week, yeah. So it's it's already had like, you know, good hits. So A handful of listens. (laughs) Do you know, since we've been releasing all of our stuff now... Like, uh, they all pretty much get the same. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's good. It's good. Deidre, do you hate our movie stuff? Or are you uh, do you here just for the One Tree Hill stuff? Or do you sometimes listen to some of the movies we do? Uh, I started the Home Alone. I definitely don't hate your movie stuff. I just don't know it yet. Um, I, I have had a lot of time to listen because I barely have time to listen to this. Um, I do during my drive, but then I get so busy at work and then stuff at home. And so, no, I don't hate it. I just don't know it yet, but I want to listen to it. So um, <laughs> eventually, eventually, I can't tell you when I'll get to listen to all of it, but I do want to listen to it. That's That's all that will be played in 2025. So <laughs> That all jumbled because I think you both talked at the same time and I was trying to process what you said and I didn't hear. Oh, I, I just said in 2025, that's all you'll hear is just all, all the uh, film podcasts. That's it. <laughs> True. Yeah, I guess I could wait till then. I don't want to wait till then. I will get it done before then. Hopefully. <laughs> Maybe I should make it a goal for the uh, 2022. What year are we in? Who knows these days? Maybe I should make a goal for 2022 to get all the movie stuff done, too. I listen okay. to a lot of podcasts, though. So I try to split my time between like you guys. I listen to Drama Queens. Um, I listened to uh, some podcast for the Vampire Diaries, so like I'm juggling back and forth. I listened to another podcast from Kelly Raspberry, who's on a radio show here. So I'm like, oh, 
That's what I try to balance my time between a lot of stuff, and it doesn't work. Not very good at it. <laughs> well, there's no there's no pressure. I'm just playing around, but it's 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 more it's interesting because uh, I just find it interesting to see how people feel about it because you know it started as just a one tree hill channel so just interested mm-hmm. to see if people are like think that it's cool that there's obviously all the one tree hill stuff but other stuff as well or if they're still more just interested in the one tree hill stuff you know mm-hmm. well this is great so i i have high expectations for the movies i'm sure they're good and i love movies and tv so yeah i think it's a great idea Thank you. We just do the stuff we enjoy, really. We're kind of selfish with it, really. But yeah. <laughs> I just make Dom watch Free Willy and stuff, so... That's how you should do it, though, because if you did something you didn't enjoy, it would definitely translate into the podcast, and people wouldn't be as interested. There you so. go. For real. I don't think we would never cover a movie that neither, that if neither one of us like loved it. We always have... One of us has to love it, otherwise we wouldn't cover it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Um... Well, okay, hang on. We need to. Talk. We've got so much still to talk about. Right? We can talk about Peyton. Let's go to Peyton. Brooke. I want to go to Brooke first, and then we can go to her because I have thoughts on Brooke. Go on, Dom. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. This I sort of thought this would happen. Um, I, I kind of predicted a little bit that um, she would turn up to class and find out that her teacher is the person that she went on a date with and she pretended to be Peyton and that there would be a moment of confusion with names because uh, the teacher says Peyton and she's like Nick and the other the real Peyton says like here or whatever like pretends to register because she's keeping a low profile because of everything that's been going on and uh, Rachel is immediately blamed for you know everything that's setting up the day and not kind of following the vetting process that you would hope a friend would do uh before setting you up on a blind date with a stranger on the internet um and uh rachel basically throws it back in the classroom and says you have to deal with this and talk to him and you know kind of clear the air and sort it out so she introduces herself properly to nick who's a english teacher uh who is a part-time model and uh as i said he was just gonna go for it he's gonna be like yeah he's just gonna carry on he's gonna it'll be like the anti cooper although cooper sort of technically carried on as well um but <laughs> Co- they're Cooper's all just still, trash humans cooper kind of had morals but then ruined it <laughs> this guy has no morals so <laughs> he's just started with no morals and continued in that vein um and her the journey of this episode is her basically fooling around with his teacher uh, in various places in the school uh one in the the it says girls on the door so i assume some sort of bathroom and it's the window is right there they're not even hiding you can see who it is it was just ridiculous but um yes so brooke is kind of running around with a the teacher they do have a moment where she's told about uh like a fashion show that she's got a phone call about that Haley kind of took the message. Haley's um, lighting her getting ready for cheerleading, and she's asking where Peyton is and is Peyton okay? But don't tell Peyton I've asked if she's okay because um, I don't really want her to know that I'm trying to be nice. Uh, and then yeah, she's talking to this teacher guy and says, oh, "Are you only in this for like the physical side of things?" And he's like, "No, you know why don't we stop and wait until you're 18 or whatever out of school, and then we can do whatever we like." Um, and that 
but she keeps sneaking off with him and Rachel um, notices on the, uh, the kind of like the last time when she sneaks off again that, that she's gone off in his car his very sort of non-inconspicuous car that is very noisy on her driveway in the middle of the night where she throws her clothes into a hedge <laughs> is that about it for yeah. good good synopsis I, I'm going to ask. Can I? I can ask the first question. Deidre is uh, Brooke a victim of some sort of like crime or like abuse of power here? Absolutely. If he wasn't a teacher, um, I guess technically she is 18. I'm not sure how old Nick is. Uh, he would strike me as maybe mid 20s. But the fact that he's aware now that he is her teacher and he's continuing, absolutely creep. Weirdo. Don't like it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, fair. And Dom, my question to you. She comes out disheveled at one point, um, like putting her clothes in different place, you know, in the right place and whatever when she comes out to talk to Mouth, I think. Mouth. Um are we to assume that they're actually been having sex in there? I mean, it might not have been full sex intercourse however you wish to describe it simon but um there's been a lot of heavy petting let's say that mm. canoodling mm-hmm. but no humping <laughs> not like the not like the lucas humping in the last <laughs> yeah. season <laughs> but i mean regardless of hump or not it's uh you know it's not this isn't good uh, this isn't good at all Still and, an abusive power and position, isn't it, of the teacher? Yeah, and when when she's like uh, tailoring, tailoring is like for men's wear, isn't it? What's it called for when you're doing it on wi- on women's clothes? It's not tailoring, is it? What's it called? Mm, you know, you make me think. Uh, doing things. She's doing designing. <laughs> adjusting something i can't think yeah Yeah, on him and they're having that conversation and um she's like is that all this is about is it just about sex um yes yes it is for him he is completely (laughs) lying um because they haven't even had a real conversation have they like what what they haven't really there's not like there's been any foundation of a friendship or anything there right or, or or am i wrong or maybe he's a good guy and actually he's just into her for her witty banter <laughs> i'm not dom. saying she doesn't have witty banter she does but does he know that dom he doesn't know that they've barely <laughs> said more than four words to each other you know um so uh, and everything was based on a lie to begin with wasn't it Everything was, she was 23, she was a designer, um, she, her name was Peyton, uh, and then when he finds out the truth, it's like, I don't really need to know the rest of the truth, so let's just, let's carry on. And that, that seems to be it, yeah, he's he's quite sleazy. I hope he gets caught, I hope Principal Turner, like, oh, Do you hear that? I, I hope Principal Turner barks at him. <laughs> <laughs> that was my dog. 
like, holy cow, she must have been mad about something. Sorry. She's <laughs> mad about this situation. But Deidre, do you think, is this relationship just based upon sex or is there oh, more to it? Absolutely. The only time you've heard him talk was like when they're walking down the sidewalk that first day. She's like, this is where he used to go to school. I mean, they've talked about nothing. So, Here's where I, I used mean, to how go could to school. Draw- Let me hump you in there. No <laughs> <laughs> kidding. In front of a window where everyone can see anyway, so... Oh dear. Okay. Well, so Dom, is that your prediction that you want Principal? You think Principal Turner is going to catch catch them? Well, I, I think Rachel is probably more likely to be a, a little bit vindictive and use this to her advantage somehow, um, because she's she's the only one that knows, um, and she will use it against Brooke one way or another, because that's the sort of person she is. So, uh, or she'll use it against the teacher. I mean, either way, it, it's going to affect Brooke, but it'll be like, okay, I've not had the best grade in English for the last however long. Rachel comes comes across as someone who's actually very intelligent, so like, I think we're led to believe that she's a like a good, good student. student. Yeah, but you know, I might have she might have dropped a few points in her English classes, and you know, can just blackmail him into putting it up again or something like that. You know. Something she'll well, get something out of this. Well, Brooke and Rachel have become really friendly, and it's like they're sort of best friends now. And their relationship, it's sort of more mean girls. Like you know, they're sort of like, oh, you've got, you know, they're kind of like mean to each other about their appearance, but it's all kind of in banter or humor or whatever. I mean, potentially, it's quite could be seen as toxic. Uh, I mean, Deidre, do you like their friendship? I don't really have an opinion about it, to be honest. I, uh, it's something that I didn't really care about because I'm like, I don't really care about Rachel at all. And so I don't really care about the friendship. I feel like on both ends, it's like a friendship of convenience for them both. Rachel's able to provide Brooke with something that she needs, staple housing. Um, Brooke, you know, I guess for Rachel, they just have fun together sometimes. I don't know. I just... What's the point of their friendship, really? Except for maybe to, you know, drive a few part one stories. But I just don't care about it enough. <laughs> I mean, <That's>... really. <laughs> I, I still don't really understand why they're showing a room in that massive house. There must be at least, like, just discount the parents' room, even though they're AWOL. But there must be another room available for them to not have to share. But never mind. Well, like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, what are your, what's your... Brooke, Rachel. I want to say something really quick. I want to make Over. it clear that I'm saying that as up to where we're at right now in the show, in the oh. where we're watching. That's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, good, good addition. Uh, I quite, I quite like it. It's entertaining, but I do think it's kind of toxic. Like that, I don't think it's a healthy friendship. But they do seem to have fun together, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind it, but I still don't like Rachel. Uh, but she is softening. I'm preferring her. She's getting better. She's been. She's becoming less antagonistic. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, she had a nice moment at the end of the last episode, but I, I think whatever she's going to get out of this situation will, will make me continue to dislike her. <laughs> mm. But I, I kind of think that the Dante Dan origin 
is Rachel Brooke. It started off with kind of friendly rivalry because they're they're rivals, really, aren't they? They're rivals for what you know, whatever it may be, like prettiest girl or at school, and you know, cheerleading, cheerleading, and all of that. They're they're rivals, but they've built a weird friendship out of it. Um, And I'm I kind of get the feeling that like Dante Dan might be a similar sort of thing. We'll see. Well, I hope so. Okay, so where shall we go? We've got we can kind of, we've got Lucas and skills, and we've got to talk about basketball side of things, which is great mm-hmm. in this episode. And we've also got uh, Peyton and Derek, and we've got oh. a little bit to say on Mouth, Mouth and Gigi. Should we do Mouth and Gigi quick? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Gigi says to Mouth, "I'm going to ask you out soon." Yeah, <laughs> Mouth just spends a whole episode crying about it. Yeah, pretty much. The baby. And then, and then he asks her out. There we have it. But it's a good impetus to why he does it, though. He does it because Brooke's given him advice about how to let her down gently, and it's all of the things he's been told all of the times of his life. But, as Ed said in the last episode, he can't see what's right in front of him. Like, Gigi... At, Gigi's, like, perfect for him... And she's just as pretty as the other girls and all the rest of it, you know. And so he's a fool, really. I mean, he gets there in the end. But also what I didn't understand what Mouth said was he said, mm-hmm. I barely know her. What? You've been commentating with her for like the last year or whatever. How? What? This is what happened to Jimmy Mouth. You treat people like this and they try and shoot a school up. <laughs> Pull your head out of your butt, Mouth. Well, you know, I do have to say, although it's, I didn't want to ruin your moment because it was very funny. But to be fair, Gigi <laughs> always does just talk about how hot the basketball players are. <laughs> so maybe she doesn't really talk, you know? Maybe she's like, they're hot, mouth. You know, that's all she says is they're hot. They're hot. So maybe she doesn't talk very much. And you know? She says that and Jimmy walks in and goes, she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> We're media. <laughs> You know what? Actually, um, Gigi Kelsey Ab Kelsey Abiel. I don't really know how to say her last name, but the girl who plays Gigi actually is in Yellowstone, which is one of the shows I listed as my top five. She's the main character. Oh, so we'll, have no, so we'll have no chance of ever getting her on this podcast. <laughs> I. I I know, though, I, I don't know if you know this, Deidre. I'm sure you probably do. Uh, Dom, I think I've mentioned this to you before. But in real life, she was, like, underage. She, like, lied about her age, the actress. And I think she's actually, like, 15 here or something. And maybe she'd said she was, like, 18 or something like that. I can't, I can't necessarily remember. Someone, I'm sure, will update me in the comments. But did, did you remember that, Deidre? Yes, I knew... Um... I didn't hear about the lying about her age part. I didn't know about that. I knew that it happened on another show called Pretty Little Liars. One of the actresses did that. Um, I didn't know that about Kelsey or Gigi. But I did know that at the time of her coming onto the show that she was actually still currently a high school student. So I had heard that. Oh, maybe I've got it twisted up then. I don't know. We'll Someone will, will get this right in the comments, I'm sure. Um Okay, any any predictions, Dom, for Mouth and Gigi? I hope 
it's a long lasting little relationship that they have um because they'd probably be quite a sweet couple and um couples that you know webcast podcast together stay together right we've been going almost two years oh we've been going oh is it like this week we it's started like, in february yeah oh my so gosh our little anniversary <laughs> i haven't got you anything yet i haven't got you anything yet I'm let's not worry shall i make you a podcast <laughs> you made three yesterday maybe i owe you one they're all for you you, <laughs> you can only listen to one though <laughs> Okay, good. Good prediction. We've got to move on for time. Talk to me about Peyton and Derek. Imagine you're Nicolas Cage and gone in 60 seconds. You've just boosted a car. Angelina Jolie's in there as well. Uh, off you go. You're in, El- you're in Eleanor. <laughs> going to pull over. <laughs> um, right. Um, okay, Peyton is struggling with the fact that Crazy Derek is still on the loose. He's still out there. He's in the wild. He could be anywhere. I still maintain that he's going to... In the wild. (laughs) I still maintain that he's going to come after Lucas. And Lucas is going to be his focus of attack. Uh, And Peyton desperately needs to, you know, try and move on. And and she is trying to help herself. She she completely, like, remodels her bedroom, paints everything white, scared of the shadows kind of thing, get rid of the darkness. That This is the the key to it she's added so many locks to her door it's it's terrifying we find out that Derek won't real Derek won't answer the phone to her and she ends up you know staying with Lucas a couple of times because she's too scared to be on her own quite right too I would be terrified if some crazy lunatic came after me got pushed out of a window and then was still at large um so uh I you know I'd go into the loving arms of Simon, who also looks like Lucas, so I would be safe. Um, Peyton uh, is really, really struggling uh, with this. Larry is absolutely nowhere to be seen. It's just, it's just ridiculous what a horrendous father he is. And then um, she Lucas, goes to the army base. Oh, did you say Lu- that already? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, not Sorry, yet. my bad. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where you. <laughs> I see where you're going now. It's just Lucas then. Right, what world are we living in where Lucas would get into... I'm not sure on the name of the vehicle. It looks like a Humvee, but I think it's bigger. You know, but there's some sort of military vehicle. And just some soldiers driving him around the base looking for, for real Derek. And just put... Oh, there he is. He's just leading a PT session. I'll, we'll, we'll stop him so he can come and have a little chat with you. What world would that happen? Honestly, ridiculous. And yeah, Derek then explains that he wants you know, painting to sort her life out because um, she's being a wimp and she needs to get over it. She needs to just get over that that hill and that initial fear and she'll be okay. Once she gets that sort of first night's sleep, she'll be all right. He then goes to, to visit Lucas and inadvertently bumps into Peyton and then uses that as an opportunity to then take Peyton to the boxing ring. There's a funny joke about SmackDown. And then um, basically he pushes her to the limit and, and gets her to like attack him and fight back and kind of release that anger and that fear um, physically and try and make her feel a little bit better. And then towards the end of the episode, you do think he's just going to kind of disappear off again, but he says, you know, he's used to doing kind of like sentry duty, guard duty. He's going to stay and make sure she's okay. And the whole emphasis is on her turning that light off. She turns that light off. He kind of knows she's in a better place and she's, you know, slightly more settled than she was. 
Well done. Very good. That was very good. That was very good. I was very <laughs> I really like that one. Um yeah. I, I just have to say a couple points. The Of course. The military base though, as as crazy as that is, crazy that he could just turn up and do whatever. He didn't even have a visitor's badge on. But I mean um, some sort of high vis or something, do you know what I mean? Just to say civilian. Yeah. Um, but it was impressive that they were there that to for filming i mean that they had all of that so i've been on an army base in the uk i once did a an on i did a food when i worked at my previous job i did a food delivery to an army base and it was like like um it was like a village but it was all army personnel and just to take the van in the van was searched by um three soldiers and a dog checking that I didn't have explosives on me. And they also made me a temporary visitor's ID with my face on it, on a plastic card, just to go and do a, a shopping delivery. And Lucas just fucking strolled in. These Marines don't care. They're just letting anyone in and out, aren't they? A joke. Sorry, well, please carry on. <laughs> okay, but it's impressive. Deidre, it's impressive that they had all of, that they were able to film all of that stuff though right mm-hmm. yeah it is i was surprised too honestly that there's, there's, be able to go on there. but anyway besides the point there's special thanks at the end of the episode isn't there to mm. that their, that specific unit i guess so the real mm-hmm. marines and the um the boxing thing when it was first happening, I was thinking, oh, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. Maybe this is a bit like cringe or whatever. But as they start, as the music, it's okay, I'm going to save it, Deidre. It's all right. Um, as, <laughs> as it kicks up and kicks up and kicks up and you start getting the the flashes of everything that she's been through, it really reminds you that, man, she has been through some garbage. Like, she has been through so much and I've said this, maybe I said it on the Free Willy episode that we just did, but I really like that when there's um, diegetic sound on top of music, so when you can hear, like, the slap around her face and it sort of goes almost in time to the music that's going over the top, it really adds that, like, tension in the for me. I love that. So by the end of it, I really liked it. Deidre, you're nodding your head. I'm assuming that you like that scene. Uh, yeah, I think the audience needed a reminder in that perspective. Um, and just to throw a little comment on in here, because I didn't get to touch on it. It'll be quick. Um, I think Brooke needs to watch that montage, too, because she seems to forget what Peyton has been through. Because she made that comment when Haley was talking about her not being there. And she's like, oh, well, she lets one little stalker in her life. We all get screwed. <sighs> she makes me so angry. I think she needs to watch that. So... That montage scene with Peyton was actually one of my favorites of the entire episode. Yeah, that's a great that, point as well. Yeah, the basketball was good too. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, I, that's a great point. And if you think about the positions that they're in, positions is a terrible choice of word for what I'm about to say. But the position that Brooke's been in in these episodes, this episode, and then the position that Peyton's been in, like, they're in completely different worlds at this point. Uh, the only other thing I just wanted to point out was um, her sitting down with Lucas kind of on her... Like, Lucas says quite a funny thing when he's like, thanks for nearly braining me with your keys when he when she throws him out the window because she won't come to the door. But 
there's a a really sort of quite nice touching moment between the two of them where um oh, she says i love you luke but i can't remember it's I'm like it was the, darkness i should yeah it was the title of the previous episode or the episode before yeah. that and, and and i thought that was a really really good moment uh thank you uh teacher for reminding me and um, just that whole conversation between the two of them was was really really good, and and the fact that they that she was saying, "Is it me? Am I the problem? Because all this shit, bad shit happens to me, so am I the one that creates it?" And I mm. like I was nodding in the watch along, like, "Absolutely, <laughs> you are definitely the problem." But yeah, you can't help but think, "My God, there's just just one thing after the other after the other." And where is Larry? The only sort of semblance of a father figure or parent that she's ever had and he's just not there it's just ridiculous that and that yes and that image of her dropping the cds when she sees uh ellie and stuff it's so heartbreaking man like cut yeah. her a break um we used to give her so much shit in the early seasons look at us now we were take on it, her side take it back <laughs> do, do you know it made me feel a little bit icky icky goo um when uh, when <laughs> Um, we're in Lucas's bedroom and Skills picks up her underwear off of the bed. Ugh. I wanted to just put it down, don't touch it, have some respect. Like it really, <laughs> it actually really bothered me. It's like stop. Mm-hmm. Not to like turn up the ick, but if you think about you know the psycho Derek storyline lately and the teacher and then the scene with the end, and then you think about the fact that Mark Schwann was called out for what he was called out for. It just makes it all even more gross, honestly. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. ugh. Yeah. And that's the thing that I like about the Drama Queen's podcast. Even though I don't listen to it, I like the fact that they're reclaiming this and that they're putting positive memories where negative ones once were. Not to say that that undoes any of it or anything, but I... It, it makes it easier to enjoy the show knowing that they are getting through it together, you know? Uh, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's horrible. It's very much icky, icky goo. Um, so yeah, but okay. Can we, let's talk about Lucas and skills quickly. Lucas gets back on the team and we get great montages of, um, you know, the fact that we've got Lucas, Nathan and skills. And this, these are some of them basketball montages that really was getting me into wanting to play basketball when I watched it for the first time. Like this is the stuff that was really like, I have to go down to a outside basketball court and learn because I'm so inspired right now. And, um, it did bother me though. There's a nice moment with the river court guys where they're just playing like 21 Oh, for you 15 minute, man, we're just going to play to 11. Like they're all really nice moments. And I get that. Skills didn't give Lucas his number back because Lucas said you keep it, but because they wanted to have it so that he could have Keith's number. That's great. That's great. But still, it bothers me. I feel like that's Lucas's number. And Skills, you just take your own number, man. You're new to the team. You've got to pave your own way. Just my opinion. What did you guys think? I think, uh, yeah, but... Knowing Lucas's character, Lucas or Skills could have said over and over again that he could have had that Lucas wasn't going to take it. Lucas wouldn't have. That's how Lucas is. So I mean, yeah, it would have been I guess nice for Skills to like, you know, reinforce you can have your number back. But either way, I don't think it would have worked out. But I see what you mean. Does the jersey numbers bother you, Dom? Not at all. Uh, not really. I I think I think it was. I actually think it was nice that Luke um, Skills kind of offered it back. He said he does say, you know, oh, I guess you want this back then, 
and he's like no no you keep it it's kind of like you've earned that now you've earned my place and I know that I'm going to be sitting on the bench for a lot of it so I, I want that you know number three to go to someone who's you know fulfilling that role as it were and you know filling my my boots um and I I genuinely thought he'd get Dan's number I thought Whitey might make a point of saying you wear this but wear it better than he did um because I I kind of I know Keith had played basketball but I kind of discounted him as being because there's no mention of him ever being prolific or really any good so I just kind of discounted him in a weird way that that he'd get Keith's number but I guess it makes perfect sense and is is the right thing. So yeah, it's it's a nice thing in the end. So I, I think it, I think it's I think it's fine. I, I have no issue with it. But I I can see why you're not a fan of that <laughs> idea. Oh no, I get it, and it's all good. Right. Well, anything we didn't touch on, we're going to have to hit in judgments. And when we're in judgments, I can't even get your reasons. I'm just going to need to get your answers, <laughs> and you know, that's it. So. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not, then please check us out, ravenshoops.net, for all of your Ravens podcast needs. Why, Don? Because basketballs go through hoops. But Deidre, they also go through... Nets. Raven. That's did you hear sound... Yeah, it sounded like, it was, like you didn't want to say it, though. It Nets. felt like, why do I have to <laughs> do your sponsorships and stuff? <laughs> no, sorry. That was my bad. No. Nets. Nets. They go to Nets. <laughs> <laughs> Ravenshoops.nets. Deidre, who's your favourite performer of this episode? Um, you're lagging a little bit, but I think I heard you. I'll go with Hillary Burton. Honourable mention to Joy Lens, Bethany Joy Lens. Excellent. Dom? Uh, I'm also going for Hillary Burton. Two weeks in a row. That's never happened. What about you? Full House, Hillary Burton, boxing scene. <laughs> Deidre, your favourite character? Lucas. Eugene Scott. If you say it once, you say the full name. Eugene Scott. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just saying words. Lucas Dom. Eugene Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic um it it's difficult I I really want to say I don't um, want to hear these words I want to hear the answer I really want to say whitey for the Cain and Abel moment because it's really important so whitey for the Cain and Abel moment and creeping out Dan um (laughs) what about you uh real Derek (laughs) (laughs) nobody likes real Derek he can't even push anyone out of a window and he's meant to be a marine (laughs) He's a Lance Corporal Marine, Dom. He is. He is. If he was a corporal, we could have pushed him out. Assistant to the regional manager. Earn that stripe, man. Earn that stripe. <laughs> Deidre, favourite background performer, one line or what, Dom? Less. I think I'm going to go with one of those judgy little bitches who are staring at Peyton at school at their Ooh. locker. Or Junker or Fergie. I forgot about them. They didn't say anything. So... Yeah, I'll go with one of them. They were on the court. John Garfield. Excellent, Dom. Uh, I I went with judgy bitches at the locker. So yeah, it was it was one. We'll go with the one on the right. She she seemed particularly judgy. 
Simon. When, excellent. When Mouth's talking to Brooke at one point, there's a guy playing frisbee behind them. And he, like, he was just, just jamming up. So Nice. Favourite song, Deidre? It's going to be the boxing scene, is it? Yeah, I think it's like Kiss My Eyes and Lay Me to Sleep or something. AFI, I think is what it's called. Something like that. Excellent, Dom. Uh, the song that's played in like the montage at the end is uh, called 12 by Alex Murdoch, so I'm going to go with that song. Excellent. You? Boxing song. <laughs> favorite, favorite line, Deidre? Um, I think I'm going to go with when Skill said, who knew Peyton's brother was a brother? Yeah, that's a good line. Exactly and... the same line. Who'd have guessed Peyton's brother was a brother? My line actually comes from um, Real Derek. He says, uh, he says something like, I got, you know, uh, our, our dad left. I got in trouble. Nothing horrible, but nothing I'm proud of. I like that. That's high flyers. Um, Deidre. <laughs> uh, what's the question, Dom? Is that it? Is that all uh, No, we need to do the precious, precious rating, Simon. Oh, yeah. Do you want to give it a try? No. The precious, precious rating. Deidre, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes, it stayed the same. Dom? Yes, it stayed the same. One, two, three, nine. Eight. eight. I'll go to an eight. Done. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even try anymore. I know, because he time is always try. on our side. Make Never them wait. Make wait, them wait. wait. Deidre, did you just say... Time is always on our side. Is that to imply that you're Team Dom? Uh, yeah. For, I mean, for this, I mean, listen, we have the same ratings most of the time. I mean, it depends. But I'm just saying, normally, I'm rating with Dom. And there's never Here's... time for you to dispute anymore. So the worst <laughs> Here's the conversation. Here's the conversation in my head circa two years ago. Hey, Simon. Oh, hi, is that you, Simon? Yeah, it's me inside your head. Oh, okay. When you start a podcast, you can make loads of new friends. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. You could make people, you know, do a podcast and, oh, yeah, they'll all agree with you and, you will you know, blah, 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 blah. Shall I invite Dom? Yeah, maybe. He could just be a little sidekick and no one will care. Oh, okay. What happens? <laughs> Here's the fucking main guy and no one gives a shit about me. It's all Team oh, Dom. Me. I've got people like Mike putting fuck you, Simon, on T-shirts and making merch and key rings and shit. <laughs> key ring? <Bloody> hell. <laughs> oh, int- <laughs> you piqued my interest for the key ring. <laughs> Fridge magnets. It's all to come. Uh, I'm Team Simon. <laughs> no, you're yeah, not. Yeah, we all are. But, oh, you know, fucking we're just pity a little bit team more Team Simon. Dom. <laughs> we're a little bit more Team Dom because it's more interesting because he doesn't know what's going on or, you know, all those things. So you just have to Try. take a little bit of a backseat. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at doing backseat. That's not, that's the problem here. But yeah. No, it's oh, good. Dear. I'm glad. I love him too. I'm Team Dom too. That's the problem. Like, I'm not even on my own team. <laughs> it's supposed to be like, it's like Team, what can we say? Like Team Diamond. Like, no, I don't like that. So if I did, no, Psalm's not good either. I was trying to merge your names, you know? But either well, way, sh- we're, we're Team name. Both. Yeah, Team Both of you. We <laughs> could be Team Garner, thinking of our last names. Or, uh, <laughs> or 
Gaxon. Gaxon. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. Well, let's go. We got. We got to move. We got to get into it. Dom, you do the thing, and Deidre, you tell him to do the thing in the the voice <laughs> of your choice. What are you talking about? We're gonna do Ravens not- on three. Oh. And you sorry. can pick an accent. <laughs> I haven't been no. on here for a while. Don't you apologize? Do um. So. I give uh, up. I don't care anymore. <laughs> do it in a. Can you do an American accent like me? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do that at work all the time. Like, can anyone do? <laughs> sure. I don't know if I can do it like you, but I can. I can do my. my Just own. get on and do it. We need to go. <laughs> Make them wait. Make them wait. <laughs> this is my favorite bit. Uh, all right, Ravens on three. You ready? One, yeah. two, and three. Fuck you, Mike. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> 